With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Are you aware? Are, are you aware of how popular fanny packs are right now? Or waist belts, as Google would have you type in? Because apparently if you type in fanny pack, you get different things. Are you aware of this? I had no idea. Man, fanny packs are massively huge uh, this summer. I think this is going to be the craze. I'm glad that we bought in on this stock for our ball tournament this weekend. Wearing fanny mm-hmm. packs. I, I think this fanny, is... A, fanny among among other things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, among some other things. It's it's pretty neat. Um, welcome to the PP1 Podcast. This is a hockey show about Canucks mostly, but we'll talk about other things because... It's our show, and we can do whatever the heck yeah, we, we sprinkle want. Yeah, we sprinkle in a little, a little football, a little baseball from time to time. Maybe we'll talk about golf. I don't Maybe know. golf. Maybe we'll talk about water polo. I don't know anything about it aside from watching it at the Olympics. But... Except that it would be incredibly hard. It's just treading water for, for an hour. Yeah, that would be so hard. I can barely sit on a couch for an hour. I mean, as it is, as it stands now, I can only take like a 40-second shift in hockey. So. Yeah. So, I mean, they're treading water and they make it look To me, easy. that's an issue, yeah. Power to them. Maybe that maybe that should have been something that they should have championed as, like, a bigger sport. Could you imagine, like, Michael Phelps on, like, a water polo team? You know... Like, he'd be the Wayne Gretzky we'll, of it. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the, the Canucks stuff, obviously. But Michael Phelps, <laughs> is like, he's a strange one, right? Like, he was on, like, I think it was, like, Letterman or something like that one year when he was, like, at the height of his Michael Phelps. Oh wait, yeah. And uh, he was like, he stood up and he was like explaining how, like, he stood next to to Letterman or Leno or whoever it was, and his like his waist was like that much shorter than Letterman's, like where their where their belts sat, right? Right, right. He was like, he's like, oh yeah, I have like a naturally long torso and shorter legs and wider feet and longer arms that all lend itself. To swimming so he was like physically built he's a specimen. genetically genetically built to be the perfect specimen for swimming and he just so happened to find his calling which is pretty hilarious he's he's an absolute specimen i loved watching him and i know he's american as a unit just you watch it like, like tewksbury guy yeah <laughs> i mean phelps was just he was so dominant that like you couldn't not watch because yeah, you're just you keep watching that green line, and he's always passing the green line, and the green line was his last green line, mm-hmm. like it was his record he was beating. Who was the other guy that was like Oh Lochte? He was Ryan Lochte. That guy's a character too. Yeah, and uh, I remember in the was it the Sydney Olympics? Uh, Thorpedo Ian Thorpe, the Thorpedo. Oh, right. Yeah, it was good times. Good times. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, PP One Podcast. We're a part of the Dean Blundell Network. You can find us on Apple, on Spotify. And Google and everywhere else. If you can download a podcast, you can listen to us. You can also check us out on Facebook Live. We're, we're Twitter where you can like watch, but you can't really comment on us seeing it. Uh, YouTube as well. You can check out our YouTube page. Feel free to comment along because... Comment we, your comments in the comments below. Yeah, and we'll if it's a good enough comment, we'll put it on the screen because we're nice like that. Even uh, if it's a shitty one, we'll probably... Uh, hey, you know what? Sometimes we're just we're looking for love. 
Uh, and we're also in concert with our good friends at Move Health and Wellness. They were closed today when I was in the Walmart and I was thinking about me needing some stuff done. But I mean, when it's at like seven o'clock, you can't expect them to be open that late. So uh, we got some hockey to talk about. We have, I mean, we've got our baseball. So we're going to be in the home base charity tournament this weekend, uh, potentially playing maybe against Blake Como in our our grouping. Uh, yeah. So we'll be, we'll probably do some some live thingies, show off a little bit, have some fun. Um, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup. We're going to talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame. We're going to be talking about, was it a too many men call last night with Colorado? I think so. And the Norris ballot that apparently is super popular for everybody to be talking about. The, everyone's Norris ballot, like it even matters. Kale McCarr won. Let's move on. And yeah, maybe we'll talk about PGA Tour versus uh, the Live Tour and how that maybe translates if there is ever a hockey version. But there kind of was, and we'll get into that. So um, you were going to say something. You, you're like, I, I caught you off guard there. Oh, just the, yeah, no, the, the McCarr thing. I just, um, as good as McDavid is. Oh, we're going to like yeah, MVP? McCarr, no, he, he, he might be the most like electrifying player in the NHL right now. Kale McCarr. Yeah. I could I could entertain it. I don't think he's the most electrifying. I think he's probably important. He's probably the most important player in the league. Yeah, I mean the fact that uh, the, there's a guy named Connor McDavid in the league, and we're having a we can have and entertain a conversation about it. I think that's that pretty that pretty impressive. McCarr is pretty impressive. Yeah, I think the fun thing about Kale McCarr is like he he came in before he was a rookie, right? And he absolutely dazzled. Right. Like he came in, remember, because before he was an actual rookie, he came into the playoffs. That was like his first NHL experience. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. And he absolutely dazzled. And we're all thinking, oh, geez, so what is Quinn Hughes? Because, <laughs> I mean, the bar was already so high. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we've got the Matthews and McDavid. And, there, I mean, there's a, a, an amazing crop of players, uh, you know, a handful of guys that are generational i think there's a few generational players and kale mccarr just happens to be the defenseman version of that it would be awesome if quinn hughes even measured to half of that i think would be awesome yeah it's pretty it's pretty insane when you think about uh him and Pedersen going back to back and and how it was nico he that went number one and he wasn't even supposed to be the consensus number one it was it was patrick nolan patrick yeah yeah, Nolan Patrick, and then Miro Heiskanen goes three. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So, I mean, all these guys have played a ton of games already, except for, well, even Patrick's played 200 and, or no, not 200 and some odd games. He's been hurt. But he but. was he was so dominant when he was out in Brandon, right? And, I, I mean, again, the Kelowna Rockets were facing them in, uh, uh, what was it, the WHL final, and absolutely dummied them in that. I think they swept them, did they not, to go to the Mem Cup? I think I, and it was just, so. it was a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal for Clone and Clona fans, but to see a guy like that, and then, you know, he, he's been a good NHL player, but I, I guess that first overall pick is just so, so heavy, like heavy's the crown kind of thing, right? Yeah. And like a guy like Kale McCarr, when they're already comparing him to like the modern day Bobby Orr, you don't just throw, and not anyone, not just anybody saying that. Like, you don't just throw that around. Like, Kale McCarr is a special, special player. So, yeah, McCarr, McCarr has 180 points in 178 games, which is ridiculous for a defenseman. And he's a game away, maybe, from a Stanley Cup. Um, do you know who the all-time points leader is for the 2017 draft? Um... So that was the Pedersen year, right? Was it Pasternak? No. Was Pasternak in that year? Pasternak was not in that year, no. Pasternak was, I believe, the Besser year. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's actually Ilias Pedersen. No kidding. Yeah, two. Hey, he's a Canuck. Into yeah, he's, he's a Canuck, actually. Fun fact. Yeah, and then you got Nico Heischer, Kale McCarr, Robert Thomas. If they redo that draft, Nick Suzuki's in there, too, and same with Heiskanen. Nick Suzuki's still uh, pretty special too. Yeah, you got uh, Jason Robertson, maybe mm-hmm. the steal of the draft, drafted 39th overall. Jeez, um, 125 points in 128 games. This is a pretty wait. They had Heiskanen in that draft too. 
They got Robertson and Heiskinen in that draft. They got, Is that right? They got Robertson and Heiskinen. So they're looking oh, at. Oh, come on. Yeah, 200 255, 56 points Guy. between two players in one draft. That's, some, that's a lot of production. So to hit on your number one and your number two, your, your first and second round draft picks like that. Wow. That's things that's, uh, that's, that's what good teams dream about doing. Holy smokes. And I mean, you're not even like you fall into the third pick. But to, yeah. but to still hit on your second, which maybe not quite the same, but pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Like so, you're not getting I, rid of I, either of those guys. So I think you redo this draft. So you had you had high or not Heisman, Heischer going one. You had Patrick going two. Mm-hmm. Heiskanen going three. Pedersen going four. Or no, sorry, uh, McCarr going four. Pedersen going five. Uh. Had you had the chance to redo this draft, yeah. where do you think the draft order goes? Oh, baby. Whew. I mean, you're probably, what, Makar, Pedersen, maybe Heiskin is still there. Mm, it, yeah, probably. Maybe I those... think I probably, I, I think I take Pedersen over, over Heischer. Oh, yeah. 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 Heischer's very, yeah. I mean, I mean Heischer's then maybe really the fifth. Very... Maybe he's your fifth pick. Yeah, he's played, he's played 300 games. He's had that whole season ahead of, Patrick ahead of Patterson, so or Patterson, sorry, yeah, you're but right. But even Patrick's played 220 some odd games, like yeah. But if you're good. redrafting, though, if you're talking about a yeah. straight on redraft, that's yeah, crazy. in the read in the redraft for sure. I mean, you, you still have you have Josh Norris, uh, who's only played 125 games and he's outscoring Patrick, so a lot of injury troubles there. Mm-hmm. The guy's obviously a specimen, so I don't know, hopefully, he turns it around. But <sighs> that's yeah. wild. Man, it's that's crazy to look at some of these. Guys would redo. It's yeah. crazy to look at some of these draft years and think of that. Like I I'm now I'm still thinking about Dallas. They got Heiskanen and Robertson. Imagine like yeah. walking away from the weekend, like, I don't even care about the rest. Look what we got. Yeah. They also got uh Gustav Lindstrom too, who's already played ninety games for the organization. So they did they did Yeah, Dallas did uh Dallas did a thing in that draft. They, so you're saying draft picks matter is what you're trying to say. I they yeah. They, they matter. Goodness. You need as many lottery tickets as you can possibly get your hands on, right? You, so speaking this, this of... This isn't Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's not you go get one chocolate bar and get a golden ticket. Were you watching that on TV tonight? I wasn't. Was it on? It was the on. I was the new one? Uh, the old one. I was actually just at my folks' place uh, before I popped in here. And uh, my dad was... I don't even know what he's watching. But Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ended up making it. And it was just the scene when they opened up the chocolate bar. And he goes, ah, I bet the gold makes it chocolate taste bad. Now, you're about to have the time of your life, Charlie. Didn't even know. Yeah, what, what a wild movie. Yeah, it's, it's something all right. The Johnny Depp one was pretty crazy, too. A little yeah. bit spookier, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. But speaking of, of lottery tickets, we did talk about this last week. And the Canucks had all six numbers called. And they were the sweepstakes winner of Andre Kuzmenko. So now that he is property of the Vancouver Canucks, first of all, I think hopefully it does pan out and there is enough to talk about after the season. But the fact that they did win this and it wasn't uh, an opportunity in Edmonton. I mean, Joey's is pretty enticing when you're trying to sign. (laughs) The Joey's thing just kills It's It's huge, right? Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Joey's. But I mean, hey, if you're about to sign a guy for a million dollars, I'm sure you can think of a better restaurant to entertain a guy like geez they could have gone to fortes in vancouver and that would have been a nice sell yeah i mean like fortes is pretty nice yeah you know it's no slouch i've been there one time i was there after a leafs canucks game wearing a long sleeve and a leaf suck button thought i (laughs) thought we were gonna get called out of the building and the guy guy stops and one of the waiters thought he's like oh you're at the game like yeah he goes man how was it canucks when he's like oh that's awesome i love your love your shirt love your button i'm like okay we'll be fine um but they did get kuzmenko so he seems to yes. be happy. I think he was like wakeboarding or something in like a celebration video. I don't know. Kids these days. Russians, man. Yeah. Wakeboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not good at wakeboarding, so good for him. What's uh Oh, man. I, I don't know where to start. I'm actually just so, so excited that that happened. I just... Um, it's cool. I think we've been the bridesmaid on so many different occasions with stuff like this. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember... Um, it was kind of comparable to, uh, you know, us getting our hands on 
Dan Hamhuis and free agency, right? Oh, All along knowing coup. that Hamhuis was going to come to to Vancouver, other teams trading for his 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 rights to try to negotiate early, like yeah, that's right, you know, getting yeah. rid of fourth round yeah. draft picks to do that, like and he still came was, here. Yeah, I think it was Philly, maybe. Yeah. Um, super cool. Obviously, it's not quite the same in terms of organizational impact, or at least we won't know. But the, the Sadine thing, or Sundine thing, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that was the big, the big piece, and and he was, I feel like, the first guy to come to Vancouver to give it like the credibility to kick the thing down the road. And so all I mean, this time passes. There was a lot of money that was enticing. and It was, but still, I mean, it's, it happened. could have went anywhere, right? Yeah, it happened. Um, and then all this time passes and, and it's been, it's been winter is coming for a while. So, so to step out in this new management group, you know, everybody has the same, everybody can offer the same thing, right? The same amount of money. So it's like, what can you do, you know, that's different than everybody else. And that was, you know, Patrick Alvin having contact with Milstein long before this was yeah. a thing, long before he was inva- available. You know, the first thing, he, one of the first things he does, the story is that, that, that he was one of the first calls that he made when he got to Vancouver and got the job. Like, we're serious about this. You know, there's, there's reports, obviously, of the Boudreaux drive down and the, yeah. uh, you know, the four hour or, or, or more all drive down to, to get to Michigan and, and Alvin, the same thing, like meet in person, make an impression you know, get yourself out to Vancouver. You don't take them to Joey's. That's a good start. Um, yeah, man, you get them out for nice dinners. And then, and then we finally, we get to see, you know, we get to see that it's, that it's us that get picked. And from what we understand, it's like almost every team in the league was inquiring about him. And if not, you know, it was a solid 20 that were serious about it. That's a big, this is a big deal. Like, so it's, it's fun and it's free. It's, exactly. It's a it nice story. It doesn't require any assets. No. Yeah. And, and, and if it does work, all we're due is, 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 is netting plus in the positive. If it doesn't work, it's a net zero. It doesn't matter. But I think here's the thing. It's not even that it's a net zero. The fact that they did land him and the fact that that's, again, I don't know. We don't really know what the ultimate decision or what he was leaning towards even before he was getting wooed by multiple teams at the end. Maybe the Alvin thing down the, you know, way before played a really major role in everything. And, you know, maybe it's just some finalization things and he's going to get a few free trips and a few free dinners and get to see some cool cities before things get going. Who knows? I mean, we, we don't know. But I think even if it didn't work out, and I I think there's two things. Obviously, if he doesn't have a great season, you can get him on the cheap and knowing that he's probably still going to pan out to something. If not, the rest of the free agent market whether it's the pro market or the European or Russian market, you start looking at it and think, okay, well, what did they do to land him? Maybe I should really start rethinking Vancouver as a destination again because they used to be. Maybe things have changed back to what they used to be or close in a different version of it. And now you're starting to think, okay, well, maybe we do start thinking about Vancouver as a destination for guy out of college guy out of the undrafted yeah, which they, they you know what really i mean nicked in on the college free agency yeah things, so which is traditionally been pretty strong on the college free agency mm-hmm. things right so but it's it, like i said even if it doesn't work out for him specifically i think mm-hmm. that is a nice tipping point that they can start leaning in so this this whole thing is win 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 yeah win 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 like there's there's just no no, not a single negative outlook on this whole thing, right? Like, even if the guy plays like 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 absolute trash, say he's Fabian Brunstrom, we get a good four goal game out of him to start his career. <laughs> um, it's it's nothing. We're we're right back to where we started. Mm-hmm. Now, I I mean, if it means that whether it's Miller or Besser or whoever, and I don't, I really don't want to jump to that, but just as a quick note, if that means that they're able to move something else maybe there's that trickle effect as well where they're starting to get some cap savings and maybe bring in futures or what have you. So there's there's a few different avenues that this specific thing, and it's this is not like the golden goose deal. This oh, is, well, I mean, it's the it's golden a fort- goose of this, yeah, of this uh, f- period of free agency signing, I think, out of a European side of things anyways. Yeah, but I'm not saying this, like, uh, this is the, the be-all, end-all. Like There are other things that are going to happen with this team, but it definitely helps out 
the the immediate future anyway like it helps out the draft it helps out free agency yeah i think it just really cues things up for the potential for a lot of wild things to happen to this organization right i mean kuzmeko offers you a level of flexibility that you didn't have before Mm -hmm. i mean we're talking about a guy who's you know a possible power play specialist we can talk about his expectations and whatever after but like i I mean i think at worst they're thinking he's going to be like a fringe Top six forward, you that's know, maybe a, like a high end, a high end top three forward, right? Like he's probably gonna, but a, a power play guy. Gonna, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing, right? If if you're gonna be that fringe guy, like you need to be, you also need to be a high end special teams player, mm-hmm. right? Like you're, you're not. I mean, we all had all this 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 idea of like having uh, guys on your roster that can play roles, and and you can't have. Uh, a fringe guy yeah not excel and, and at least help out on your power player at least help out on your penalty kill and because michael can do that right i mean there's obviously we don't know what he's going to be but i mean he pencils into those spots right that takes extra pressure off guys like hoaglander that takes extra pressure off guys like Paul coles and it puts pressure on guys like like tanner pearson mm-hmm. who himself i think is a fringe top six forward you know high end bottom six forward but he makes a lot of money, right? So, uh, I, you know, the best case scenario here would be that he just forces his way into the top six, never looks back. You know, it's very unlikely that we're looking at, you know, uh, it's 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 unlikely that we're looking at like a Panarin scenario, obviously. But I think there's a very good chance that we have a good a good looking forward here, which is kind of all you can ask for, right? I mean, it's just going to open up so many possibilities if they do feel like they need to start moving. It's a good start point. Yeah, they can feel better about moving a Besser Mm -hmm. and obviously bringing in help in the form of like young bodies and draft picks, or they can feel better about moving a, a, you know, a Miller. Right. You're never going to replace that. You you can't. No. You just straight up can't replace it. Not yet. You can sure set yourself up with with cues and and lottery tickets for the future, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, not yet anyway. There's plenty of guys that will amount to as much as Miller's, like, as he's he's our big ticket right now. But there there have, there have been plenty of very good all-around players that score lots of points and get 100 points and score goals and you know those yeah, people those you, people exist you can't go you can't get yourself i mean we were just looking at it here right you can't get yourself a jason robertson if you don't have a draft pick. extra extra picks right like mm-hmm. you you can't you can't find yourself a drake batherson no nope. you know in the in the in the fourth round if you don't have all these extra picks and maybe you have a single fourth round pick, but wouldn't it be great to have two or three fourth round picks, right? Yep. Like you, you can't start uh, stockpiling your cupboard unless you have the picks to do so. And this, this, so many of them have been squandered over the years. So it'll be good to start getting your hands on more. You know what I just about squandered? It's funny What's you should that? say that. So uh, you mentioned about uh, that we'd have an opportunity to play in this tournament this weekend. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, did, did we, have we talked about the, the tournament? Did we uh, no, but we're going to get into that in two seconds, but I'm leading up to it. So as I said, we are going to be playing in the home base uh, charity tournament. We'll put some links up. Ted, if you even have a link to post as I'm talking, I'm not sure if you've mm-hmm. got the 50-50 raffle one. Great cause. Uh, Joanna's House has been one of the the target uh, charities. Uh, I can't remember. There's a few other ones that are also involved in it this time. Um, you had told me kind of after the show last week that there is a chance that we'd get to play in this tournament this weekend. Super excited. I've wanted to play in this tournament since the first year it came out. COVID uh, canceled it for a few years, yeah. and now it's back, and it's going to be phenomenal. There's the charity game on Friday night, which will be a bunch of uh, current and former NHLers. Anybody that knows anything about Kelowna, you know there is uh, pretty much a, a handful of Hall of Famers. There is definitely uh, an insane all-star team that uh, is available uh, to watch. There's an autograph signing as well tomorrow night. So super, super cool. Uh, So you told me that on Thursday night. Very, very cool. I was super excited about that. I'm going to put the link in uh, the chat so you guys can click on that. Feel free to click on it and donate. That would be super awesome. So anyway, super excited. Monday, we have... Uh, game one of summer ball for your work team and mm-hmm. i'm pitching uh it was it was fine we had just enough people to play i am the pitcher on this team and you know when you're playing against the odd team there's a few people that can hit a, a pretty decent ball 
This was the first time I have been hit solid with a baseball in in uh, slow pitch. I got absolutely drilled on a line drive. I ma- I matrixed out line drive off my pinky finger. And I don't know if I'm going to get a good. It's pretty gross. It's super swollen. Anyway, line drive off my pinky. It ripped off like two pieces of skin. So there's blood instantly. I might end up losing my nail at some point. Um, put some ice on it. It was good to go. Uh, anyway, I'm just getting, as of like today, pretty decent motion on it. But I was freaking out because this was on Monday. We play on Saturday. I did not want to miss this because of the first baseball injury I've had in like three years. And it was a stupid thing too. A pinky. Imagine a pinky keeping you out of a ball tournament. Devastating stuff. So I've been I've been rehabbing hard this week. I've been a lot of hand a lot of hand stuff. So I'll be ready. But uh I, I was super worried, man, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to lie. I was freaking out. There's no way I was going to miss it. I'd be there cheerleading if I had to. So you you taunted me after the game saying, hey, if, you know, if Ryan doesn't make it, can you asking a few guys on our team? Yeah, I could, you know, could you spare? If, no, that wasn't really taunting. Like if we don't, if we don't, <laughs> we don't, if we don't have you, we don't get to play. I was like literally trying to cover my bases. It hurt a bit. I'm not going to lie. It hurt a bit. <laughs> so uh, anyway, if you guys want to click on that link there, there is an opportunity to buy 50-50 tickets. Uh, it definitely goes towards a, a great cause. I, it'd be cool if they live-streamed it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, do, there's do you know be, anything about that? Yeah, there's, I don't know if it's going to be live-streamed, but there's going to be some, some peeps there. Obviously, you mentioned you know, Como and Georges are going to be the two sort of main ambassadors for the tournament. Shea Weber um, will be there. But yeah, Weber will be there. There's Tyler a Myers. chance we'll get to play against... Um, there's a good chance we'll get to play against Como's team on the first day, which is pretty cool, or the early day, part of the day, which is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, Myers, Shen. Luke Shen. Yeah, there's, uh, uh, I think Dixon Ward's going to be there with his team. Yeah. Our, 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 our good friend Aaron Pachetz, there's a good chance he's going to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, friend of the show. So we, we, we're going to have an opportunity to, to just get out there and, and obviously raise some money, which is what it's all about. It's, uh, it's a, a mainly mental health charity this time around, which is pretty cool, um, especially over the last two years for for what uh, you know what kind of shape everybody's been in. So it's, it'll be fun to just get out there and play in a tournament style thing again, a big event. Go have some fun, meet some people, and, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a really fun group of teams. So the, the only way we got in there was uh, Okanagan Lifestyle, which is a local company here, put in a spot for a second team. They didn't have it. Normally, it's two thousand dollars to enter. They said, "Hey, we just need a couple of fun people. Can you put a team together?" And you know, before we know, it, we had a we had a roster of twelve good time peeps to get the game in. It should be a good, good, super good time. Now, I think what we should probably do, because I mean, aside from promoting this, like we 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 don't have too much skin in the game yet. I think we should probably put a few bucks towards it. I wonder if anybody would like match. What do you think? Like we could start. Yeah. I mean, we're we're small potatoes, but I mean, even like fifty bucks. We could yeah. put like fifty bucks with it. If anybody would want to match that, um, we'll put up. I I will put uh, I will put fifty bucks of of our money uh, towards towards fifty this. bucks. Yeah, we'll we'll put fifty bucks worth of podcast money up in there, and then if you decide you're going to do it, hit us up, PMS or DMS in the link or whatever. Maybe just send us a little screenshot of your your promotion, and we'll make sure to to get a shout out and a mention for you on Twitter. And then we'll, we'll hit you on the podcast as well. You know what? If we get three people, because I've got a few pairs, if the first three people, if you guys donate 50 bucks, uh, and it's, I mean, it's a lot easier if you're in Kelowna, I've got summer skates. We'll get you a pair. Oh, I actually have these. The black ones. I'll get you a pair of summer skates. First three people, if you can DM us, either myself or Ted, I'll get you a pair. I think of every size. If not, we'll make sure that we reimburse you uh, just a cool way. But I'm pretty sure I've got every size. We'll get you a pair of summer skates. First three people, 50 bucks. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's going to be a lot of fun. Very, very exciting stuff. Uh, should we do a quick ad read for our good friends at Move Health? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I had like a, a White Claw burp there. I apologize. Iced tea raspberry. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so Ted, you were talking about uh, the ball tournament and how mental health is kind of one of the the big focus is this time uh, around for uh, donating. And we talk about 
you know, we've talked about mental health a lot on this. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I think we've all gone through, uh, we all go through different things and some of us maybe will show it outwardly more and some of us are dealing with it in a different way. Uh, but at Move Health, they do have counselors available um, in all locations, in the two in Surrey and South Surrey, as well as the Kelowna location uh, inside the Jack Nathan uh, Medical Center inside Walmart, uh, Central City in Kelowna. Uh, book, book an appointment. It's it's something that I think we, we put too much focus on our physical health sometimes, which is equally important, obviously. But we do forget about the mental health side of things. And, you know, if we don't take a little bit of time to ourselves to be a little bit selfish and make sure that we're in a good spot, that, again, we can help others in this case. I mean, we get to do something fun this weekend, but um, it, it does go towards uh, a good thing as well. Book yourself an appointment with one of the counselors there. And, you know, maybe that's something that uh, you, you can help yourself with. As well, they do have uh, in our, our local location anyway, registered massage therapy. They also have chiropractor. If you're going to the lower mainland um, locations, you can also get uh, acupuncture. You can get some kinesiology. There's, there's a lot of options, uh, physiotherapy, amongst other things, as well as what I've mentioned, uh, massage therapy and uh, chiropractors. You've, you've, got, you've got help to, to get you in a better spot, whether it is mental or physical. And again, they're professionals. Uh, we've had Dr. John on the show a number of times. We uh, would love to have Kaylee on, but that may not happen. That's okay. We love Kaylee still. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be cool to get uh, Dr. John again, and you know, we'll, we'll make sure that we have him on. You're going to learn something. I know I did when I went in for uh, my first uh, kind of meeting with John. And it was cool to learn just... How, how your range of motion and everything kind of fits together. You, you can learn about yourself. You can learn to keep yourself in a good, in a good spot physically uh, and learn what not to do or what to stay away from, especially if you're an active uh, athlete or, you know, you, you are active, whether you're hiking or what have you, you can learn to, you know, make sure that you can try to keep yourself, you know, in as good a shape as possible as far as your muscles and, and your, and your motion goes. So move health and wellness. As I said, if you're in Kelowna, tons of parking at the Walmart. Gotta love that. You gotta flex on that parking. And, you know, it they're good people. Go see Dr. John. Yeah. Go Come see on. Dr. John. He's an awesome ball player. I know uh we bust his balls a little bit, but he's a good guy. <laughs> he's 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 a good guy. We like he's, Dr. John. He's and, a great guy, yeah. and his uh his hockey team may be uh, winning Stanley Cup in the next twenty four hours. So uh move health and wellness, three locations in British Columbia. I'm sure there'll be more. It seems like they're blown up, so I wouldn't be surprised to hear about a new location soon enough. Um, Ted, there's a few things going on. We talked about uh, the Norris ballot. I'm sure you saw over Twitter, everyone's posting their Norris ballot, as I said. And we kind of got into it with Kale McCarr. Like, uh, who, who really cares about what everyone posted on their ballot? We know who won. We know who the top three were. Why is it such a big deal that everybody's having to post their uh their Norse ballot. Do you want to know what mine was? I actually did get votes this time. I'm not a, a, a registered member of the Hockey Writers Association, but would you like to hear my Norse ballot? Yeah, I would. I would just. I'd love to. Okay, so uh, Chuck Norris was went one, so I didn't have Kale McCarr at all actually on mine. Lando Norris, yeah. uh, F1 Lando driver. Norris, yeah. Season six of Seinfeld, I had as a uh, third. Uh, the lost sock in my parents' dryer from when I was twelve. Uh, that one I'm actually surprised that I even made it. And then finally, um, Eli Manning, I had his sixth. People didn't did see that see, one coming. Uh, speaking of Eli Manning, did you see that? Uh... <laughs> I, this is the weirdest transition somehow, and yet you like rolled off your tongue. I love it. So Arch Manning, just mm. got, uh, yeah, he, he, he committed to Texas. That's something. Uh, the number one recruit, five-star recruit, basically looked at as the perfect quarterback. And he's a Manning. He's uh, he's Eli and Peyton's nephew. So the, the older brother who never played, it's his son. So Archie's kid. He's named after Archie Manning, I believe. You know what's wild? And so Arch Manning, yeah. He's we'll already like 6'4", 212 or some shit like that. That he wasn't in Ole Miss. Probably got a huge forehead, too. And he wasn't in uh, where did, Tennessee is where Peyton played, mm-hmm. right? It's amazing that he didn't go to either of those schools. Yeah, uh, just was it, it, interesting. Was, just in, knowing knowing who your uncles are. Was he was he a vol? Is that was that? Yeah, what? it was Tennessee. Yeah, 
Volunteers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Volunteers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's surprising. It's just crazy. Texas, we were talking about it with some of the Ballhawks guys today, actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, Texas hasn't been relevant since Colt McCoy. That's and true. prior to that, Vince, Vince Young, yeah. So Vince Young, was, McCoy. Vince Young was sick. Come grow up with me. Yeah. It's like I'm reliving that chat all day today. That's yeah. hilarious. I'm Vince Young. That was that guy was a monster. All of you, I, he was fun, man. He, he was, was a lot of was, fun. He was fun for like a minute. For ah, hey, man, I got to see him play uh, for the Titans against Seattle. That was a lot of fun. I got to watch Chris Johnson rush for yeah, two thousand I mean, yards that day. Yeah, like he only knew like seven plays, but they were fun. Hey, fun plays. Those are g- good seven plays. Kind of like me. I know two pitches, but I'm pretty good at both of them. I didn't even know you had a second pitch, honestly. Ouch, that hurts. Thank you. Appreciate it. Like that. balls and strikes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two. I know one. <laughs> I tend to show one more than the other. Um, did you see the game, the 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 game four against uh, Colorado and Tampa? I didn't see the whole game. Okay, no, did you see the highlight or at least the controversy of what was being called in overtime? The too many men call or non-call? No. Okay. I'm so, looking it up right now. So... Kadri scores. Great. I mean, this is great for Colorado. I still can't believe that uh, the series has gone this way, but it's not over. But there was too many men on the ice when it happened, and yet it was still a non-call, and it wasn't even something that they was challenged. Imagine you're a win away now from the Stanley Cup, and everybody knows what happened. Like, John Cooper was not happy in the post-presser there. Yeah, like it's a tough one because I know you can call I, something like that, but this would be the moment that you would want to call it. No, I, 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 so I really feel this is this is like I can relate to, to John Cooper. So can today you? he comes out and makes the apology. Oh, he did. He's basically, like, sorry for being like, sorry for being rude, sorry for the way I reacted. Uh, but we just lost a game on what feels like could have been a questionable call. I was really beat up about it. And then I have to face you guys five minutes later. Super candid. I can I can relate to that. I get it. I understand. I know what it's like to be frustrated and then have to go into a and go be cool, calm, collected while you're about to hit the vultures. Like it's it's tough. I feel bad for him. How have you ever been in a situation like that? Any situation. How how can you not have been in a situation where you're you're fired up and you feel like something's just been taken to you, and then you have to then Go be in a situation where you need to be just like. Hmm. You've yeah, never been a, in a situation like that. I'm sure, but I'm just. You said you were. You could relate. I'm just trying to. Figure I can, out how can you? How can you not relate to a human like that? I can relate to him. I just can't relate specifically to that situation. Oh yeah, I guess. Uh, maybe I should have said that. I. I don't. Not the Stanley Cup. Don't be an idiot. Obviously. <laughs> no. No thanks, Ryan. Obviously, I've never played for. Well, Stanley you're Cup. you're coming Shut out with a specifically thing. I don't know. All right, whatever. So anyway, I don't know. I think uh, as a Canucks fan, we've been jobbed on a few calls. Uh, we can all remember them. But at the same time, yeah, it does suck. It's, it's for the Stanley Cup, and now it means a lot more. Every game means so much. If it was game one or game two, I think it would be easier to take. But the fact that, you know, that puts them up three to one. That's a pretty, pretty tall hill to climb at this point. And it is Tampa, and I still believe that it could go seven games. But they're going to be an exciting couple games if it's going to get that far. It's going to be it's going to be tough. But I think Tampa's got the horses to still do it. At the same time, I think Colorado found the jugular, and hopefully they can go for it. So we'll see. We'll see. It could be a fun could be a fun end to the week. Yeah, I mean Tampa's proven this all along that as the series goes, they get better. It's going to be tough though. Oh yeah, it's three to one, man. This isn't some run of the mill teams. I don't know what the statistics are, but I I gotta think that it's something like like eighty plus percent. Yeah, the three win team gets there. for sure. Maybe they get in there, steal one more. I mean, that would be great. That would be a lot of fun. Um, but I just I just I just don't see it happen. And and yeah, there was there was too many men. I think it was somewhat inconsequential. Uh, it's almost like I, I I sort of liken it back to the the foot in the crease goal. Yeah, that's Red Hall, foot in the crease. And yet, was it yesterday was the an or today or yesterday was the anniversary of that? Yeah. So I mean, was this foot in the crease? Yeah. Was it completely inconsequential? Yeah. But were they calling it all year? Yes, they were. Like, okay, it didn't happen in that moment at that time. Yeah. But 
It's not like it's a new rule to no. too many men. No. And it should have been caught, but they are human. And I can say this because it didn't happen to my team. Yeah. At and least it's not a strike like, zone like the Blue Jays have been getting all week. Oh, man. That Woo. was brutal, too. I'd be Woo. way more pissy, though. I sure. mean, when you're pissed for both teams, that's a bad umpire. <laughs> yeah, that's I bad. think I posted that. Uh, was it 33 pitches that yeah that 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 the pitch box counted as balls that were called a strike? Yeah, he was out six inches. Sorry, folks, we're talking about Blue Jays for a second. He that umpire, I can't remember his name, and I think he umped. Did he ump the next day too? And then the Jays hitting coach got ejected when they were handing in lineup cards at the beginning of the game. He's like, he must have said, he's like, yeah, it was absolute garbage yesterday. See ya, you're, yeah, you're gone. You're umping is trash. Yeah, six inches is a lot in baseball. When you can command a 90-plus-mile-an-hour ball to go inside of a square the size of your computer screen, yeah, six inches is a lot. I know I know, I know, know we're all over the place here, but um, I was just watching this thing on Lenny Dykstra. Oh, man. He was a piece of work. He was a bad, bad guy. He was a bad dude. So, so, so he was a small guy, you know, had it. Had a good couple of seasons, got the big contract, you know, did the steroids before steroids were even a thing. Like he didn't have to cover up doing steroids because he was taking steroids before they were legal. Because he just steroids. he just assumed it's he like, was doing steroids. I get like the special vitamins. Oh, there goes the little one. She's That's fine. all right. That's okay. Um, and um, so he gets a little nicked up after he signs his contract, and he's like, "Okay, I got one more year left before I need to re up for my big one." Um, can't take steroids anymore. So I just found this out. I did not know this. I was yesterday years old when I found this out. He paid like absorbent amounts of money to to private investigators. What? To go and look into every single ump in baseball. Pardon so me. Had dirt, he had dirt on every single ump in baseball. And then what he would do is that he was struggling into that bat. He would lean back and tell the guy some dirt on the guy. What? Ball, ball, ball. And that year he led the league in walks. No way. Yeah. Truth, true story, man. Crazy. I had no oh, idea. Is this on like Netflix or something? Is that no, it's on a, a YouTube doc. I'll send it to oh, you. Oh man. Baseball is nothing actually on YouTube. It's pretty hilarious stuff. I mean, I saw Screwball. That was a good documentary. On steroid on the whole Balco and all that. Mm-hmm. You, if you haven't seen that, folks, that is worth a watch. It's one of those. The fact that it's a true story because they're interviewing all the people in it, how that thing ends and how it could have still been uh, covered up will blow your mind. The fact that they actually could have gotten away with a lot of the steroid era is mind-blowing. And that's crazy to say. The fact that they could have gotten away with steroids and everyone would have known and they still could have gotten away with it and baseball would have been none the... Well, they were the wiser, but just I'll, I'll check that out when we're done. But yeah, Ted, if you haven't seen it, and I know I've probably asked you to watch it before, Screwball documentary on Netflix is a must-watch. You will laugh so hard as this starts to progress, because by the end, there's no, like, you just won't believe that it actually went down the way it did. Like, just unbelievable. I got my dad to watch it, and he just laughed. He goes, there's no way. I said, it's wild. Absolute shenanigans. Shenanigans. What was that place called, Farva? Oh, yeah, shenanigans. Um, we've got a couple things we could talk about, and I figure this may be a lengthy conversation, so I'm going to bring it up. Your microphone went. Your microphone's gone. We're all over the place. We are. So this I'm is great. Gonna make, I, I want to go back to, to Kuzmenko for one quick second. You know what? We started off, so let's bring it back in. Andre, what's up? So there's all these player comparisons, right? Because mm-hmm. there's like, oh, he's not, he's like, he's always oh, a shorter guy. He's 5'11", but he's a thicker guy because he's like 205. There's all these people, you know, he's, he's a bigger, small guy than you would think because, you know, Connor Garland's a small guy, but looks like a small guy. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're talking about player comparisons and it's like, the the ones that are out there that are favorable are, are not favorable. There's not a lot of good comparisons no. for him. No, no. But he is a thicker guy who has some skill, and he's he's probably more of a playmaker than a shooter. He's not real fast, but he's a good skater, like right. almost Brock-esque, right? Okay. Like Brock's not going to beat anybody wise. Smart no, though. but a smooth skater anyway. So I think if I was going to make a player comparison, maybe maybe we're going back a little bit, but Andre Kovalenko might be 
a decent player comparison. I'm really pulling this one out of the woodwork. Now, is this just because the there's guy. a lot of the same letters involved here? I mean, it could be. Maybe that's how it happened. Maybe okay. that's how I got there. But nonetheless, I'm there now. Colorado Avalanche, yep. Yeah, old school. Well, for like, for one Nordique. season or something like that. Yeah, mostly a Nordique. Yeah. But but Kovalenko was was 5'11", like 225. Hmm. So, and that's 20 pounds bigger, but he was, you know, the Russian tank, right? But the guy had playmaking skills. He could make these plays. He could score some goals. He was tough on the puck. Maybe, maybe that might be a decent player comparison for, for Kuzmenko. Who knows? I could huh. be way off here, but I'm just, you know, that's just something that I thought of after watching him play for like a little bit. Can I have, can I have so one, can, can I have one can more, can I have one more way off base? Yeah. Let's do it. I think that might be the base. that might be the name of the show today. Way off base. Uh, so speaking of home base, uh, because there's the charity game with all the hockey players. Friday night FAQs. Um, quick question: Can I bring my cat, dog, or rooster? The answer is unfortunately no pets are allowed at the field other than service animals. I just thought that was a funny question. No one's asking it, but clearly someone asked it that they put it on their FAQ for yeah. Friday. Can I bring my chinchilla platypus? Service animal. I have a service camel. You can bring the service camel. Yeah. You can it's do an that. emotional support camel. Yeah. If you don't have one of those, this is Sally the camel. She's my emotional support camel. Um, the Hall of Fame announcement comes out next week on the 27th, which is four days from now. It is the first year eligibility for these players. Jason Chimera. <laughs> lock. I mean, he played forever. Absolutely, probably lock. still a probably still a burner. He might a actually be uh, Matt Cullen. It gets better, folks. Scott also played forever. Hartnell down. Scott Hartnell. Mike Bird Fisher, dog. Carrie Underwood's uh, former Mike husband, Underwood. Still? Mike Underwood. Brian Gianta. He was okay. Oh yeah. Uh, Chris Kunitz. Mm-hmm. Rick Nash. Oh wow. Brooksy Brooks Orpic. Dion Phaneuf, the population of Pominville, uh, <laughs> Denrick and Heniel, as Kinsey says, Daniel and Henrik Sedin, uh, Matt Stajan, Thomas Vanek, as Matt Sikaris once said, Thomas Vanek can't back, sh- back check for shit. <laughs> that was funny. Um, Antoine Vermet, Redeem Verbata. Wow, a lot of former oh, Canucks wow. here. Um, Henrik Zetterberg, yikers. Our good friend of the show, who's never been on, but he's a good friend in my life, uh, Roberto Luongo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it for first year. Now, the guy that isn't a first year and somehow still is not in the Hall of Fame, Alexander McGilney. Dave Babich is also eligible this year. I just saw that. Peter Damf, Peter, uh, Peter Bondra as well. I'm going to look and see if Kovalenko's on this list because that'd be funny. But you look at, there's a ton of guys on this list. Hock and Lube still hasn't made it in. That's a crying shame. Um, <laughs> Daniel and Henrik, first year, I, I think it's been said before, but like he makes it. They He makes it as one, right? Does he make it as one or do they make it as two? I don't really care how they do it. But they make it first year, like hands down, right? They have to. And I, I don't, I don't. In typical Sadine fashion, I feel like I feel like they're gonna have to go through and earn it again. You feel like it won't be a first like, year, like they deserve it to be first year. Oh yeah, none. like they should be first year, no question asked, Hall of Famers. And it's this thing with the twins about this like appreciation where you don't know you had it until it's gone. Kind it's of thing. A, and it takes that's, a while to grow on people. That's my pin tweet. I still think we took the Sadines for oh, granted. Y'all, y'all took the Sadines for granted. Yeah. And you're and you're right, right? I mean, like, you'd kill for uh, them all, now. We, we all know that they're first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, but the the rest of the league, the rest of the fans around the league, the rest of the reporters around the league, the people who have votes, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all if they didn't make it in. Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't at all because I feel like that's what they've done their whole careers been slighted, only for people to realize that they're way better than you thought. I now, if I'm going to debate you, I think that what they've the way it's kind of sucks, but it's almost like a recency bias thing. The way they finished their career, that last once they kind of had their little swan song there, 
the way everything just like serendipitously finished up for them, like the, what do they score? Like 22, the 22nd minute or the 33rd minute or something like that. Just all those stupid little Sedin statistics that happened. And the fact that they really started to get that respect in the last couple years of their career, even though there is a heart trophy winner there, there is an art Ross trophy winner there. There is, I mean, the, on the world stage, there's no debate. I mean, they were sick on the world stage. But they went from just two players that got, I mean, they went second and third overall, but so have a lot of players. Mm-hmm. And they went from like these scrawny third line kind of guys that Lyndon and Trent Klatt were playing with. And they became probably two of the most fittest athletes you would ever meet. Mm. I wouldn't say became. Well, or sorry, they they were. <laughs> they, right from the jump, though, they were winning. They were finishing first in every fitness category. But that they were still doing it in the last year of their career. Yeah, that's the. And they're going the up against guys that you know we would all consider physical specimens, and they were still getting it done. And now, I mean, it's only a matter of time before they probably are. Maybe not a GM, but maybe something close to it. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. And maybe it's not even with the Canucks. Who knows? Is there a rule of how many guys get in per year? There, there probably is. Because there's, there's a big list of guys who aren't in. So um, you got some fringe guys, like, again. And that's why I put the Sedins on this list as fringe, right? Because... Okay. Uh, uh, but Patrick Iliash is a pretty underrated player. He's not on that. He's not in the Hall. Over 1,000 points. And it's uh, tough because some guys have cups too, right? Like you look at the guys that are not in there and you can look at Stanley Cups that are one and there's some guys that have two cups. There's like Tom Barrasso's in there. You've got mm-hmm. like, who's Lauren Shabbat? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Sergey Gonchar. Andy Moog. Uh, eight, 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 800 and some odd points. Uh, you know, him and Zuboff were ridiculous mm-hmm. over, the, over that period of time when they played. Daniel Alfredson. Mm-hmm. Has more points than both the twins. Over eighteen seasons, mm-hmm. he's not in there. Um, Rod Brindamore, not in there. Curtis Joseph, not in there. Terjan uh, Mogilny, probably. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys who aren't in there that should be in there. And it's not like the the baseball thing where like Dave Steeb's never going to get into the Hall of Fame, but he deserves to be there. Alfredson was only pennies above. And he's not there. I know. I'm saying Penny's above, though. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's why I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't if he doesn't get in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a guy like Zetterberg who has cups and has that cachet around the league, too. And I think that the Twins were better players. I, I really do. I mean, maybe Zetterberg was a better two-way player. Cups help you know, him he out. Has the cups obviously cup, but cups, cups make a difference, right? So, yeah. Uh, and you know, and the last guy, and obviously this is going to kind of sound like like home bias, but but Roberto Luongo. Also That's an interesting in one. Like he's the number four winning his goaltender of all time. Number four. Shutouts are insane. Yeah, shutouts are off the charts. Game played, games played off the charts. Save percentage super high. Like. I mean, 77 shutouts, Ryan. I know. We saw a lot of those. I mean, I was in the building for a ton of them. We did. 77 shutouts. He played 1,044 games. 2.55 goals against average, you know, 919 save percentage. And who was in that? the fourth fourth winningest goaltender of all time. How do you not have the number four four point getter in the NHL, let let alone the number four? I think think if the NHL was going to get it right, and I mean, I hate the Hockey Hall of Fame and how they come to the conclusion of who is a Hall of Famer. Because there are guys in there. I mean, Pavel Bury, I'm a huge fan. No secret. As great as we think Pavel Bury is and was, I mean, there's a lot of players that are statistically, I mean, obviously longevity-wise, but statistically are not even on the same planet. Like, they are better than than Pavel was. But he's a Hall of Famer. But that's statistically, right? I mean... Oh, I know. At that point, you're taking. He does have a huge body of work, not the biggest, but the, a huge body of work. He was impactful, 
But then and, and you so, can take you can take what he did in the sample size and look at it and be like and extrapolate a little bit. So how is Alex McGillney not in the Hockey Hall of Fame yet? Yeah. Like his yeah. numbers that I mean, he he definitely had there were a few absolutely phenomenal years. But I mean, the guy has a 76 goal season. He's got a 55 goal season, multiple 30 plus goal seasons. He was an absolute unit. He does have a Stanley Cup uh, with New Jersey, and he's still not in. And yet, a guy like Pavel is again, and I would champion him till the day I die. But how is Alex McGillney still not in? Especially with Paul Korea in there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a that's a similar player with a similar amount of success. I think I would make them mark them as comparables. Korea's in there and deserves to be in there. It it's just crazy. El- Elmo should be in there. So, I know what you're thinking and what how you feel like you know typical Canucks slate, typical city and slate. Which players do get in? If you were going to pick four players, you have to pick four players. Because I don't know what the well, builders and all that look like, but four the, players. The, the three former Canucks get in. So you think the Can- uh, Sedins and Luongo? Is, yeah. is that the three, I'm assuming? Yeah. That's that's the three. Zetterberg. And then, and then you probably, you, I think Zetterberg. I don't know. I don't know who else I would take. He only it's had one cup. Which is crazy to think, hey? He was there one a few cup, times. One cup in a, a career, a career, yeah, you know, set short. Yeah. But I mean, that's from this class, right? I mean, if I'm yeah, right. If I can, this isn't a really strong class. It's it's littered with very good players. I mean, it's, it's you're not, right. It's not you're you're not getting the heavy hitters for sure. But I mean, and at the same time, I, the Sedins were heavy hitters. Like they. We like I still think we don't give them enough credit where it's due. I mean the the, the Zetterberg and the twins were you know they the were bells it. of that ball for the draft, really. They all have over a thousand points. Actually Zetterberg doesn't, but Zet Zetterberg's close. But two guys that had a thousand points and we're still we're still debating if they'll make it or not. Like that should Nine, tell you everything. Sixty points in a thousand eighty two games. Yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, it's it's amazing. But the yeah. fact that we're still debating this, as even as knowing what we know, I, I just think that the Twins and Luongo should be surefire bets, and I, that's I know I know. But that shouldn't even be biased, though. It shouldn't. It be. shouldn't be. But, but you know, there's like there's photos of there's voters out there that are still singing that like oh the Sardine sisters blah blah blah. Yeah. Like, you just know that, right? Tony Amonti's American. Let's get him in there. Yeah, and Amonti's very good too. Yeah, yeah, he was he was okay. He he sure had a, a good run with Chicago too. Hey. Tony Monte, that guy was yeah. a stud. I mean, he was a bit of a Canuck killer, if I do remember correctly. He was just, it, was, it wasn't that he was the fastest guy. It was just that he was constantly, constantly moving. Yeah. And just, and just like a motor, right? Like it kind of reminds me a little bit of Connor Garland, but like way light, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But Connor Garland's the guy that sort of controls the puck on that line. Sure. Or whatever line he's on for that matter. Sure. But... I mean, he beat he beat Pavel for Rookie of the Year that year, which is pretty funny. Um, but uh, you know, nine hundred points. Wait, 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 wait. Dial it back for a second. Oh no, sorry, he didn't beat Pavel. He was in the running with Pavel. Um, let's let's be fair here. Yeah, sorry, I'm just we'll mix. He's a little drunk, probably. That's but okay. but nine nine hundred points in eleven hundred games, or just over like you know, almost twelve hundred games. It's that's, not bad. Those aren't monster. Those aren't monster numbers. And you're making me pick four from this current draft, and I'm picking Zetterberg because I'm supposed to pick four. But I think there's only really three, and a bunch of other guys from previous drafts should be getting in there. It would be cool to see. I mean, this would be cool, especially for Buffalo. But it would be cool to see Mogul get in there as well. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if it was those four? Or sorry, five like and Zetterberg, Alfredson, Elmo. Luongo, Sedine, Sedine. See, I don't think Alfredson gets in this year. I, I next year, like, if not this year, then when? You I would say I mean? yeah. next year, though. I mean, this is this is the Zetterberg, Sedine, Sedine is one of the shittiest drafts of all time. <laughs> drafts are drafts are only going to get better past that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's unequivocally no, the worst draft ever. Yeah. And yet, there is enough in those picks that salvage that entire draft. You can't, you can't keep going like, oh, 
but if it was not this. this year. Yeah. Well, but they have been. I mean, that's the that's the McGilly knock, right? Yeah. It's ugh. yeah. It's I like I said. I I kind of hate the Hockey Hall of Fame and how that is all figured out because it's not truly the best of the best. It's the a bunch of the best and a bunch of really good. Yeah, like Rob Brindamore. Rob Brindamore had almost almost twelve hundred points. Played almost fifteen hundred games, but almost twelve hundred points. And he's 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 in though, isn't he? No, he's not. Wow. And he's got a cup. Like that's, I don't know. Like you look at you look at sports, and I mean baseball. Look how stringy they are on getting guys in. You look at the NFL and like what it takes to make in the NFL. You know the heralded can't in Ohio or or uh, uh, Cooperstown, and yet the Hockey Hall of Fame is like, well, th- I want my guy to make it this year. Uh, yeah, like, and the one that like nobody talks about too is like, and this is this is why I worry about Alfredson and the Twins not getting in. It's Pierre Turgeon. Pierre Pierre Turgeon had thirteen hundred and twenty seven points. He's he's not in. He's, he's oh man see that's my point like that's my point like how flawed is again and it comes down i think if it was truly like a hall of fame it would I mean, come down to like 100 like, years but so whatever but like you know i don't know championship 12, 12 1300 games 1300 points yeah all right so we had this little conversation before uh we're talking about fanny packs so this is going to be your bad boy this weekend. It's a pretty nice fanny pack that suits you. Um, so we, uh, I, I, I bought a few fanny packs tonight, folks. Uh, not my proudest moment, but we have this ball tournament where we're all going to be like '90s, '80s kind of look, whatever. By the way, you might have to be in charge of buying Big League Chew and some uh, bubble tape. I feel that okay, we're, we're we're going to need those in our in our uh, fanny packs. I feel. Maybe if I could find a glass Gatorade bottle or something too. Remember those? Um, oh yeah. So anyway, buy these fanny packs, and I'm telling my wife, telling Christine, like, man, my dad used to have this sick body glove one, like back in the day, like back in the day when I'm like a teenager, and he used it. I can't even remember why he had it, but he had this body glove, orange and black fanny pack. It was awesome. I always thought it was the coolest. So. Over time, as I was kind of growing up a little bit, we used to do like basement wrestling, like me and my buddies and me and my cousins, like we set up all the mattresses from like uh, our tent trailer and like the hide a bed and we set them up, stacked them high and our basement was unfinished. So we had the like the ceiling joists. So I'd, I'd hang the fanny pack with the buckle and we'd have a ladder match. So you'd have to like unbuckle it to get like we were we were hardcore wrestling fans. Right. And so what we did is we had to, I'll make that quick. We would take the, the hide-a-bed like cushions, which weighed like a million pounds, like the old 70s hide-a-beds, which yeah. weighed yeah. like a piano. So you'd have to, my parents' basement was really long. So we put one cushion on one end of the basement, one on the other, and you had to put both together to use the ladder. But you could also use them to hit the other guy with. I was almost knocked out a few times. It was great. So anyway, that was the ladder. So we go back to my folks. We're also wearing jean shorts this weekend. That's part of our outfit. And... I'm known in our ball league for having probably the tightest ball pants in the league. Um, they were my dad's ball pants when he played baseball uh, 25 plus years ago. So they're still in pretty good shape. Uh, but he's a skinny mini. He is probably a buck 80 soaking wet. He's 6'2. So tall dude, super skinny. And I've inherited these pants. So my dad says after work today, he goes, Well, I've, you need jean shorts. So yeah. What uh, what's your waist? I'm like oh, I'm 32, maybe 33. Kind of oh. come by the house after. Okay, so we do get all of our fanny packs and we go in there. I'm like Dad, need those shorts. So he comes in, shows me them, and my wife's like, No, Mm-mm. my mom, no way. Those no will not fit. So I put them on, pretty much painted on, folks. <laughs> These things that I sold it well. They all thought I wouldn't be able to move in them. I did a quick squat, like I was gonna throw a baseball. I will be wearing them uh, this weekend. I got a lot of laughs from the family. Dad, do you still have that fanny pack? Remember your body glove? Literally doesn't even flinch. The guy doesn't even flinch like, oh, I don't know where it is. 
walks into the other room, goes in, grabs in the closet. You mean this one? Like it was just waiting to be taken out of a closet. Sure enough, I got the body glove fanny pack from like my childhood. You probably get like the old school like life. The zinc. For the nose. We yeah. got to do that. Oh, I just laughed so hard. My Christine looks and she goes, "There's no way. How did how did he just have that readily available?" So that's yeah. my dad. What a beauty. We we go your deep. Dad, so that's so great. It's yeah. gonna be an absolute mess this weekend. We're gonna have a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, those shorts are. Uh, Ladies, I'm taken. I'm married and with two children. Uh, I'm, I am taken. So, unfortunately, uh, I am, I'm not on the market. But I will probably be showing that I am because those, those jean shorts are pretty tight. So, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is pretty much the show. Any, you got anything going on? How's the new house? Everything's happening? New sort, house is good. Happy sort of, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You look comfortable. Laws are moved in. We look good. We're 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 look, we're, we're happy. You look comfortable. Um, so, folks, th- this is our show. We're we're at the hour mark. Make sure you do tune in to us uh, every week on the Dean Blendell Network on our Facebook and our YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe if you're on Apple or Spotify. Check us out. Uh, five stars apparently is a big deal on the Spotify side of things. We just we just want to impact the world talking about hockey. We are working on getting some guests. I was hoping to have somebody from the home base tournament. Um, it is a lot to ask, especially the week of, but, uh, we are working on getting some guys, uh, throughout the summer. So make sure you are listening and watching our show. Um, like I said, just, just give us a tune in. We're I'm finalizing our prize pack for the summer here. We got the golf balls, got the summer skates. Uh, I'm working on some hats as well. I want to get that going. We've got all summer to give them away. We'll try to do maybe two giveaways on that. And like I said, Please check out the link, and we'll post it on our Twitters and uh, Instagrams as well. Go check out the raffle link. Try to win uh, some cash. Are they even doing prizes on that, Ted, or is it just like a raffle? I think you just get half. Okay. So go in there. It goes to a good cause, uh, the KGH uh, Foundation. Um, They kind of divide that in a lot of ways. Uh, Again, mental health. And I know Joanna's house has been kind of part of that as well. Um, I mean, it's a solid cause. We're going to have some fun. We're going to make sure we raise some money. First three people, if you show us your uh, donation, I'll make sure you guys get some summer skates. Uh, we want you to walk in style this summer. Um, show us off a bit as well. Ted, this has been a this has been a little bit, uh, you know, off all base. All over the place. All over the place, off base uh, kind of episode. It's been a lot of fun. I'm excited, man. Summer is finally here-ish. <laughs> I feel like I say that every week. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, it was summer solstice day before yesterday. Yeah, and it was raining. I'm pretty sure. Massive windstorm blowing all it's my. Supposed to, it's supposed to touch. It's supposed to touch thirty this weekend. Though. We are we are gonna be suns out, guns out. We got Baltimore as well with our hops team. It's a good time to be in Kelowna. Good time to be a hockey fan. Canucks got Kuzmenko. Hockey Hall of Fame draft announcement next week. We're giving her. This is the PP One podcast. I'm Ryan. My good friend Ted Screenwrite. Thanks for coming out. Peace out. Hey guys, it's Dean Blundell here. Check out my show Monday through Friday at DeanBlundell.com. We stream live daily at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I'm joined by Lachlan Crost and a collection of guests to discuss tough topics mainstream media doesn't want to touch. And if you can't join us live, just download the podcast on your time. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stoned teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca.